Welcome to the South Elkhorn Christian Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the weekly messages. For bulletin material, reflection guides, and other resources, visit southelkhorncc.org. Well, as the new year begins, I want to invite you to the beginning to the beginning of Scripture, to a book that's called The Beginning, or Genesis, to the beginning of things as Genesis depicts them in this beautiful poetry in Genesis chapter 1. This beautiful Hebrew poetry, there we see a picture of who God is and what it means to be human. God speaks, and out of chaos, the All creation is formed. The universe, the stars, the light, the earth itself responds to God's voice. Which is interesting because in other stories about the beginning of things, often there is a God who is very violent and destructive, who has to conquer things and destroy things and kill people in order for the world to be formed. But here in Genesis chapter 1, we have a very different picture. God is a word artist, a poet of sorts, who speaks and creation responds. And then we read day one, day two, day three, day four, all the way through the sixth day, God sees what God has made and God calls it good. God loves and cherishes and treasures what God has made. And in this beautiful story of the beginning of things, in this beautiful story that gives us a picture of God, we see that human creatures are formed as a part of this creation and that God makes them in the image of God, in the divine likeness. And God sees all that God has made, including human creatures, and calls all of it very good. And God rests And then from this beginning story in Genesis chapter 1, we shift gears, and in Genesis chapter 2, we have another beginning story, but it's got a little bit different style and tone of voice, and it gives a different picture of who God is and who we are to be and who we are as human beings. There we get a picture of God, a picture of God like a gardener, another kind of artist, a soil artist, a sculptor of sorts who gets down into the dirt and shapes humans from clay, from earth, from soil, from dirt, and breathes that same creative spirit that God spoke over creation to make it come into existence in Genesis chapter one, speaks into, breathes into human creatures to make them come alive, to give them life and energy. The ruach, the life, the breath, the spirit of God. God, the artist, as poet, as sculptor. Genesis, in the beginning of things, gives us a picture of who God is. And for generations, theologians, philosophers, pastors, church folk, lay folk, people people of all different backgrounds, contexts, places have been thinking about what does it mean to be human, to be made in the image of God, to be treasured by God, such that God would look on all creation and say, very good. Over the years, people have answered that question, what does it mean to be humid, made in the image of God in various different ways. In fact, I spent a good many hours reading about that in divinity school and writing about it for my divinity thesis. And let me just say, there are a lot of answers and a lot of bewildering answers and beautiful answers and hard answers, and all of them are mostly incomplete and yet can give us a 
get us a little bit closer, perhaps, to what that means and what that looks like. Some in, in the Jewish world have looked at this idea of the image of God and the, the likeness of God and said it's our ability to speak that makes us most human, that makes us truly human. Like God speaks creation when we use language. We are showing who we truly are and are shining with that divine image and likeness. And when we speak in love and kindness and hope and truth, we're shining ever more brightly. There are others who who say it's our human capacity to reason and think that makes us distinctively human, that makes us most human, that makes us truly human. There are others who say, well, no, it's about the fact that we can have relationship, like God has relationship to us and relationship to all creation. So whenever we have relationships, we are most human, we're most truly human. And I think those are all pretty good answers. They get us a few steps in the right direction. But I wonder, I wonder if there's something else, maybe an image or an idea that can gather all of that together and get us even closer to what it means to be truly human, to be most human, to be treasured as people made in the image of God. And I suspect, I suspect we can find the answer in the dirt, in the clay, in the soil, in the dust. According to Genesis chapter 2, we are dust that breathes, shaped and formed. But that's not all there is to us. And we'll see something a little bit more about what it means to be shaped from the dust in Jeremiah. So as we begin the new year, as we think about beginnings, I want to invite you to begin again by looking at scripture, and the invitation of God to go to the potter's house. Join me in Jeremiah chapter 18. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 6. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand and he reworked it into another vessel as seemed good to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done, says the Lord, just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you're anything like me and you see the news, especially the news of the surge that's happening with COVID these last few weeks, you might think, as I have, oh, here we go again. If you're a parent and you have your eyes open and you see what your kids do, you might have this thought come up with you, oh, here we go again. If you're in a relationship with someone, For any amount of time and some things happen, you might have this thought which pops, oh, here we go again. If you're paying attention to the gridlock in Washington and all the partisan mess that we seem to never get out of, you might think in your head, oh, here we go again. Things just don't change, do they? Here we go again. I want to invite you this morning to struggle with me 
But changing that mantra from here we go again to always we can begin again. Always we begin again. In the world of Jeremiah, in the world of Jeremiah, it's a turbulent and chaotic time. Uh, We've been learning in uh, men's Bible study over the last uh, few weeks, reading the book of Isaiah, just how chaotic and crazy the time of the prophets was, uh, the 8th, 7th, 6th century uh, BCE. This is a time in which there are all these different empires vying for power and position in little tiny Judah and Israel, and the Fertile Crescent is basically being pulled and pushed and invaded and captured and destroyed, and it is a terrible, turbulent, chaotic time. And in the midst of this, There's internal divisions that are happening within the people of Israel. Do we align ourselves with the great power to the north, Assyria and later Babylon? Or do we align ourselves with the the great power to the south, Egypt? Or do we just think we can buck the trends of imperial domination and we can just be independent all by ourselves? There are these factions that are happening. And in this chaotic political mess, there's also a mess with religion as the most vulnerable people that Yahweh, that the God of Israel has charged Israel with protecting and caring for go unprotected and uncared for, the orphan, the widow. Vulnerable people aren't being cared for. Compassion and love seem to be eroded and the call of the prophet is to pay attention and to make sense of the suffering and the trouble and the mess. And the prophet doesn't share words of, oh, here we go again, though in some way, oh, here we go again. This has been a common human problem from the beginning of time. We seem to have the same things happen again and again and again. What happened in the 8th, 7th, and 6th century may have changed names to different powers and different politics, but it seems like we're always caught up in the midst of so much that we can't control and that hurts and so many lives. And we see religion sometimes doing the same things not paying attention to the people that God has called us and charged us to care for and love and serve. Oh, here we go again. And yet in the midst of this, God calls Jeremiah out of the temple, out of the city, and says, let's go down to the potter's house, to the artist's shed. And I want you to take a look at what's going on there. To get a glimpse, perhaps, of who God is and to be reminded of who we are. So Jeremiah goes to the potter's shed and takes a look in the potter's shed and there sees the the potter with a wheel spinning clay making a vessel. And that perhaps comes as no surprise. Perhaps we're reminded of the fact that we human creatures are made from clay, from soil, from dirt, and perhaps we can see ourselves on the wheel there being shaped and formed by the creator, the maker, the artist, the potter who is God. And what Jeremiah notices, what God indicates, is that there's a deformity, there's a spoilage to the clay. It's messed up and it's not going as planned in the way it's supposed to go. And what does God do? Throw it out? Start over? God doesn't start over. But God does let Jeremiah know that God can begin again. That God can take whatever spoilage, messed up feature that's a part of this clay and God can remake it and reshape it 
into a vessel of new beauty and new worth and new value and new use according to what pleases God. Now on the one hand, that's beautiful news. On the other hand, that's kind of scary news because this this picture, this portrait suggests that things won't just stay the same, that things won't just be as they are. And in fact, as we read in the book of Jeremiah, as we learn from the prophet Jeremiah, indeed what would happen to the house of Israel is they would be conquered. Eventually conquered by Babylon, the temple destroyed, and what Jeremiah is doing for the people of Israel through his prophecies, his oracles, his writings, his words, his life is to help a people who are burdened and traumatized and in trouble make sense of their suffering and hold on to hope that they can be redeemed and restored and refreshed and still live as God's people. And it's amazing because it would be easy to discount what happened to the people of Israel and say, well, God's obviously done with you, discarded you, he's destroyed you, and there's nothing left for you, and you don't, your God is worthless, and you're worthless, and we're just going to throw it all away. And instead, Jeremiah offers this beautiful image saying, no, God is never done with us. God is always willing to make us new, no matter how bad things get. We can always be reshaped reformed, remade, renewed. Perhaps what is most human about you and me is not that we're rational, which is good because I'm not always very rational. It's not necessarily that we're relational because relationships break down and sometimes our relationships are messed up. It's not that we use language and words, though language and words are beautiful, beautiful things. They can also be put to poor and bad use. Perhaps what is most human about us, what is most true about us, what God holds most dear is that we can always change and be changed. That we are not fired forever and stuck in a fixed way, but instead we can be reshaped and recrafted, remade and renewed and that God invites us again and again and again to begin again with God and be made new. I want to invite you as this new year begins, I don't know if you've made resolutions or you've made big plans or you've got goals and those are all wonderful and good and I pray those come to fruition for you and if you're like me, perhaps you realize it'll take more than goals and resolutions, it'll take recalibrating your whole life to help tilt tilt the field in favor of those resolutions and goals. I don't want to eat any more Oreos but it turns out if I have Oreos in the house, I'll eat them. Probably shouldn't buy those. But even deeper than that, even more than that, I pray, I hope and pray that you sense within you that no matter where you are, no matter where we are as a nation, as a country, as a church, as a community, as a people, that we too can always begin again. Begin again. I don't think God would have sent his son into our world if we couldn't begin again. I don't think God would have poured out God's spirit on your life if God didn't trust and know that we too could begin again. It's a beautiful, tender, intimate image of God, the artist who keeps God's hands on God's vessels to continue pouring water and spinning the wheel to reshape and remold this clay that is the human creature. The word human comes from a Latin word whose root means soil or earth or dirt. It's the same root that comes with the word humble. 
to be humble, to be human, is to understand that we are deeply connected to creation, through creation to one another, and to the God who made us and shaped us. I pray as this new year begins that you have the humility, that I would have the humility to find ways, not to throw everything out and start over, but to begin again, being honest about what brought me, what brought us to where we are, the pain and the hurt that we carry, trusting that God can make all things new. It may not look like the plans we had, but it can still be beautiful. I pray this year, if you're kind of recalibrating your soul and recharging your spirit and getting back into church and getting back into spirituality and looking to grow your faith, I pray that you sense in this community of faith we're gonna pour water on the clay to keep it supple and capable of being shaped and formed. That part of community is keeping ourselves open to each other and to God to be at work in us and on us. Over the next week, you may be tempted, as I surely will be, to say, oh, here we go again. But I pray with the words of Jeremiah in the back of your minds and God's presence in your heart, you might think, hmm, I wonder how we can begin again. Thanks for listening to the message this week. Visit southelkorncc.org where you can download reflection and discussion guides to dig deeper into the weekly scripture and message.